Hey, this is Althea Richardson with Wove Inspirations. As a Christian, you are predestined for greatness, according to 1 Peter 2, verse 9. However, as you're going through this process of trying to reach your goals and dreams in life, you are going to run into some obstacles and there may be some delays. However, when you feel like you're not going anywhere for a while, God's thought is different about your situation. So stay tuned as I talk about understanding your walk toward destiny on Wove Inspiration. Hey, this is Althea Richardson, and thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration. Um, Our topic today is going to be understanding our walk toward destiny. The foundational scripture is based on Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So what's the definition of destiny? According to the Webster's Dictionary, the uh, the definition is the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future. So that means that there is a part of your life where you will discover who you are and whose you are, and that will then gear you towards going towards what God has for you regarding your destiny. And like I said on the intro, as as a Christian, you are destined for greatness according to 1 Peter 2, verse 9. And that reads, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye shall show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So let's. what I'm going to do uh, today is I'm going to um, actually go into more detail about Jeremiah 29, 11, because I really feel like that that um, particular scripture has been um, been made like out of context. You have some pastors that really use it a lot um, regarding prosperity, um, and they teach it like it's something um, that is a part of prosperity, and it's and it's really not. Um, it reads as if eventually God is going to bring us to a place of peace and with no problems, you know, and eventually you will go get to that place, which of course is heaven. But while you're here on earth, there is a purpose and plan that God has for you. And, and he really wants you to reach that purpose and fulfill that purpose in your life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down uh, Jeremiah 29 And we're going to actually start um, at verses 4 and go all the way to verse 11. Because again, we want to put uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 in its proper context. So when I come back, we're going to go into a little bit more into the uh, particular scripture. And then um, we'll go from there. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. We're going to read Jeremiah 29, 
verses 4 through 11. And the version of a uh, Bible that I'm going to be reading from is the New Living Translation. I usually use the King James Version, but I also do a, um, I also do like a dual study using um, the New Living Translation Bible as well, so that I can really get a clear understanding about what's being, um, what's what's happening and what's being said. So I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation Bible, and I'm starting at verse 4, which says, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many uh, grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Do not let your prophets and foretellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And again, that was Jeremiah 29, verses 4 through 11. And the translation was the uh, New Living Translation. So from the beginning, we discovered that because of disobedience, the Israelites were exiled into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. And the prophet Jeremiah had to send them a message, not only as a way of reminding them that God hasn't forgot about them, but to make sure that they stay on task where, where they are. So God caused them to be where they are. Why? Because of disobedience. It was probably also to make changes in them to cause them to, and also to cause them to draw closer to God. So I can tell you from experience that being disobedient is, is it could cause a lot of problems for you, especially um, when God has a plan for you, but you decide to go a completely different direction. Nine times out of 10, you eventually get back to where you're supposed to be according to God's purpose, but you kind of end up going the long way around. Like for me and my husband, we end up having to move to St. Louis um, grudgingly. Um, even after having lost everything that we owned because of disobedience, we were supposed to go to St. Louis and um, because our parents or his parents needed help with their church. But 
my husband really didn't want to go and I really didn't want to go to St. Louis because we, we really don't like St. Louis at all. Um, from the stories that my husband told me, they, um, there was always a lot of shooting, a lot of problems with cops. I mean, it was just not somewhere that I wanted to live, nor did I want my kids to live. So we delayed, delayed, delayed until we couldn't delay anymore. And I'm talking about we lost our house. We end up living uh, with relatives. I mean, the whole nine yards. And that was, you know, the last straw to where we were like, okay, God, we're going to go ahead and move to St. Louis. And when we moved to St. Louis, we thought that it was only going to be for three months. But unfortunately, we end up living there for four years. And if I tell you that was the worst experience I ever had, I'm not even kidding you. It was horrible. We lived in a neighborhood that reminded me of boys in the hood, for real. I mean, it was every night we heard gunshots. We, you know, there was a point where there was a gun that was left in in front of our driveway. It was crazy. It was an experience, but it was also a growing experience. And it also had us to draw even closer to God. So with the Israelites in this particular message, God had them stay there as long as they did. For 70 years, he said, he wanted them to stay where they are because of their disobedience. If they had been obedient, if they had served God, if they had worshiped God like they were supposed to, I mean, God provided everything that they needed Mind you, these are the same people that were uh, free from slavery and they believed God all the way, all the way to uh, Canaan, but then they started doing their own thing. So how many times have we done that? We, you know, we are all excited about God and, you know, whatever, what God, um, what we want God to do for us and everything. And, you know, our reasonable services is believing in him and serving him. And, and yet we find ourselves straying away and going into a completely different direction. And then we wonder why things happen to us. And it's because of disobedience. So I'm going to uh, take a short break and come back with you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this, um, this topic, this subject. And, um, I want to also talk about, you know, what this lesson uh, means as far as going towards your destiny. So I'll be right back. Hi, this is Althea Richardson with WOVE Ministries. WOVE stands for Women of Vision and Excellence, and it is our mission to inspire, encourage, and uplift women to becoming all they were predestined to be. So stay tuned for your words of inspiration. All right, we are back. So when I left off, I was talking about the Israelites and their being disobedient and uh, my experience in disobedience. And there's another situation that I'm actually um, walking through now where um 
when I went through, I decided to go back to school in 2009. Um, prior to that, my whole desire has always been to be a counselor, um, a biblical counselor. And um, I was actually doing a lot of my um, counseling um, just primarily through ministry. Um, but then I decided, you know, I want to get an education and, and get a little bit more knowledge about doing biblical counseling and, and, and everything. So I decided in 2009 to go back to school. And the whole idea of me going back to school was actually for me to obtain a license so I can be a licensed professional counselor. So I went from 2009 to 2015, went from my associates to my uh, my uh, bachelor's as um, a bachelor's in psychology, and then I got a master's. Now the master's was supposed to be in counseling that would actually gear towards getting my license. But then part of it was I got tired. I started to get burned out. But then I started thinking, you know what, maybe I maybe I don't really need to get a license or maybe this isn't really what I want to do. Um, I had been really started started to get burned out on counseling because I was doing online counseling. I was involved in a lot of other things, but I got to the point where um, I was just starting to get burned out. Another reason um, that I detoured was because the way that I was going to get my license, I would have had to go to Lynchburg, Virginia to do the practicum and everything. And, you know, me and my and in my way of thinking, I thought that if I went that route, it was going to cause too many problems with, you know, trying to get money for the transportation and and everything. I just came up with all a bunch of different excuses Long story short, I did not go for the degree in uh, counseling. I took, to me, it was like I took the, the shorter, easier route and just got a um, master's in human services. So here we are now, and um, I don't, I still have a, I still have a master's in human services, and yet I am not in the field that I wanted to be in. Um, I have been working in an actually a um, mental health uh, facility for oh ten years now, and the only thing that I've been doing is I've been a, a customer service uh, representative or um, a call center operator, so to speak, for uh, a major mental health facility. I have made many attempts to get out of that position within my comp within the company and outside of the company, and no doors have opened. No doors have opened for me, and so I struggled. I I I cried. I get frustrated. I'm like, God, why is why aren't the doors opening? And just last year. I discovered that I was I was being disobedient and not following the path that God had for me, which is being a licensed counselor. Now, I know that sounds crazy, 
that, you know, you, you, I was like, why didn't you do that? And it's like, you know, I decided I felt like I was just going to take the easy route and just, you know, I got the master's degree and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get that job. I just knew that when I got my degree, I was going to go out there and the jobs were just going to start pouring in. Needless to say, that was not the case at all. Um, so this year, I decided to go back to school and get my master's in Christian counseling and work towards getting my license. And if I tell you that the doors have been opening for me to work towards that for my finances, um, I'm waiting on my acceptance now. Um, I believe that I'll be accepted into this well prestigious seminary school. Um, I mean, it's it's like there was a confirmation in my heart. Let's just say that that I was on the right track and everything has just been falling into place ever since. But it took 10 years for me to make that decision. And just like the Israelites in this situation, it, it was going to be 70 years before they would even get an answer from God. And in the meantime, they had to make themselves make themselves at home. So while they were there, he also didn't want them to um, have anybody influence their 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 walk while they were rekindling their relationship with God. He didn't want anyone to influence them. And so it was God was saying basically don't let those those negative people or those those false prophets um change your thinking about me and that was basically what happened to them prior to that is that they got caught up with the with the people and then they started worshiping other gods other than God the God and that's how they end up be, um being in disobedience and being exiled you know, you can't go based on your five senses when you have a plan, when God gives you a plan and he has a purpose in your life. There's another thing that's your five senses that you just you cannot depend on your five senses. That's your that's your sight, your smell. You can't be moved by what you see. You can't be moved by what people say to you. If God has given you a plan, then you stick with the plan. And you look to God to give you the guidance and the direction that you need and not anybody else. He knows the plans that he has for you. And he has you in that position where you are now because he needs you to understand that he is in control of the whole situation. And this is where we come to verse 11 of 29, uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 Everything that is taking place in your life, God is aware. He is definitely aware. His thoughts are in our direction. For us, it is for our good and not for our bad. And a lot of times, when we see no end to our situation, we think God is against us. Definitely not. God's thoughts are what we are expecting. And that's his peace. So the end result should be for us to draw near to him 
and draw closer to him and build your relationship with him so that he gets the glory out of every situation and every circumstance that comes up against us as we continue to go towards our destiny. So when I come back, I'm going to have final words to let you know what we need to be doing while we're walking towards our destiny. Hey, you guys, this is Althea Richardson, and um, I just wanted to let you guys know that if you or someone you know needs help dealing with past abuse, whether it's physical, sexual, or emotional, or you just need someone to uh, talk to or to help sort out your life, I'm here to help. And my website is www.althea, that's A-L-T-H-E-A-M, as in Mary Richardson, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N, M as in Mary, A.com. I know that's a long website, but that's where you can see everything that I do, um, what I can offer, and just uh, check out my information. Hey friends out there, this is Althea with Wove Ministries and I just wanted to let you guys know that I have some social media connections that I would love for you guys to reach out uh, to me and connect with me. I love networking. I love just uh, just staying connected with everybody. And so you guys can reach out to me on Facebook through uh, Wove, which is which actually stands for Women of Vision and Excellence. And so uh, my name on Facebook is Wove, that's W-O-V as in Victory E. And I'm also on Instagram, and my Instagram name is W-O-V as in Victory E. 2005. So let's connect, let's fellowship, let's, let's, you know, let's network, let's just be friends, okay? All right, you guys, we are down to the home stretch. We are talking about understanding our walk towards destiny. This is Althea with Wove Inspirations. And I really, really want you guys to grab a hold of this because there are people out there that are listening that need to know that they are destined for greatness. You are destined for greatness and there is a major purpose and plan that God has for you. But there are some things that you may be going through right now that you feel like it's hindering you from from being able to reach them. But you're going to make it. You really are. So I'm going to give you three three tips that may help you to help you stay focused on God as you move towards your purpose and your destiny in life. So the number one thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to worry because you don't have any control over any of this that's going on in your life. But he knows the plans that he has for you. And you have to trust and believe that God is going to get you through whatever you're going through right now so that you can go towards the destiny that he has for you. Matthew 6.26 says, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, 
nor gathered into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? If he can feed the birds, if he can take care of of the flowers, if he can take care of just the little things, what makes you think that he can't take care of you in your time of need? He will take care of your financial need. He will take care of your food, your clothing, your shelter. He will make sure that you have what you need so that you are now able to focus on him and then he walks you through towards your destiny. Stay focused on him and don't worry about what's going on around you. The second thing you don't want to do is you don't want to try to figure out. Don't try to figure out what's how how everything is going to come together. You trying to figure it out is like you trying to guess what God's going to do. God's word says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. If he knows, if he was there from the beginning and he is there at the end, meet him in the middle. Meet God in the middle. Because if he knows the beginning and the end and he's the Alpha and Omega, I'm pretty sure he knows what's going to happen in between the time. So meet God in the middle and keep your thoughts on him at all times. And don't try to figure out everything else. It's all going to fall into place, I promise you. And the last thing, trust in God. Trust in the Lord. In Proverbs, it says, that's three verses, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge your ways and he will direct your path. That is a promise. He will direct your path. All you have to do is trust him. Trust him with all of your heart. If he gave you the vision, he'll make the provision for you. It's a done deal. But you, if you focus on just him, just focus on, on his word, focus on, on the God that he, the way that he is, just build your relationship with him. It is guaranteed that everything will fall into place, but you have to stay focused on him and not the things that are around you to discover your destiny. Go to the one who knows you best. God is the first and the last. So meet him in the middle. I hope this word was encouraging to you. And I really, really pray that you do reach your destiny. Everyone under the sound of my voice has a purpose and plan for their life. And it is only God who will give you the direction and guidance that you need to reach your destiny. This is Althea Richardson with Wove Inspirations, and you have an awesome day. God bless.